All right, today I am joined by Greg Boyd, who is the second generation of Boyd and Sons, but maybe third generation on the family farm. Thanks so much, Greg, for uh, joining us here today. Thanks for having me. So, Greg, um, you know, I've been able to have a chat with your father, and I'm going to be catching up with Austin here in a bit, too. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and and what Boyd's and Sons is. I'm, uh, I guess, would be third generation, uh, truthfully, uh, second generation for for currently that's that's active working. Uh, I am 46 years old now, and uh, I've got a wife and three sons, and Austin, my oldest, is going to be 22, I believe, next week. Uh, I've got a senior in high school getting ready to graduate, and I have a sixth grader. Mm-hmm. And uh, they all have they all have their own personalities, and they're all different in, in their own ways, and got got to figure out what they want to do. But I've I've uh, I've been here and been actively working with the farm and on the farm and throughout our businesses since I was uh, probably a young teenager or younger. Yeah. And uh, so you, you grew up on the family farm, right? Right here. Um, and you kind of probably got your feet wet with that. And then dad started doing some expanding, kind of getting into some trucking and a couple other industries. And, yeah. and you continue to assume roles, I assume, sure. right? And, and, yeah. and what's that look like now? What when I was, yeah, when I was younger, we, we actually had, uh, we'd raised some hogs. And um, uh, in the early 80 time frame there, we kind of ventured out of the hog business, got more into trucks. Um, and grew our trucking business slowly uh, along with the farm. And, uh, yeah, I, I got involved with the, with the farming operation, obviously, to, at a young age and, and uh, working on trucks and uh, the maintenance side of those things is, uh, until I got out of school and then, and then got into, on a daily basis, I got more into uh, the trucking side of things on a, from a dispatching aspect and uh, load, load service aspect and, uh, when I got out of high school, I went to Purdue University for, they had a, a agriculture short course back then. I think they've done away with it now, but it was a like eight or nine week agriculture short course type deal where they cram a lot of stuff in there. And uh, it was probably good for me to do that. And Absolutely. I knew that I wanted to be back in the family business. So I got back here to that and went to work. Yeah. And then, and since, uh, since you kind of got back, obviously the trucking company is growing uh, a couple more times ever since then. Um, and the farming operation is quite an impressive operation. And recently you've added um, a machinery side and, and most recently the Bobcat dealership. Right. And that's obviously brought in some new challenges and some new new concepts and ideas for the company. Yeah, it's brought in a lot of challenges. And, and working in the retail world, uh, which is what we do with the machinery business, is a, is a different animal in itself. We do a lot of... Uh, heavy equipment. We do a lot of heavy equipment work, uh, maintenance work. We have a big service shop there, but we also sell a lot of uh, parts and we import those parts. Um, everything seems to be built overseas. There's not any of those parts that are built in the United States anymore. So we import a lot of uh, track chains, um, undercarriage parts and that sort of thing for dozers, excavators, uh, rubber tracks. We have our own private labeled line of rubber tracks. We call warrior tracks for skid steers, mini excavators, uh, CTLs. And uh, that sort of thing. So, so learning that business from importing containers of, of parts and then selling those uh, wholesale to dealers and setting up dealer network and and uh, selling to the general public in a retail level was a, a whole new learning experience versus 
you know, dealing in the trucking business every day and, right. and selling grain and that sort of thing. Right. And, and on top of that, in, you know, the Bobcat side of things is, uh, according to to Austin, has been around for about 18 months now, I guess, yeah. year and a half. And a lot of that's been during a global pandemic. So sure has. that's uh, given some more twists and turns. Yeah. So it's, it's been uh, it's, it's been a blessing for me to get Austin involved in as early as as we have with the business, because it's it's taking the Bobcat dealership. Uh, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you it was it was taking on a lot more than I realized I was taking on when I took it. Right. Uh, and I'm very happy that we have it. It's it's uh, going well. Things are doing well. And I think it's going to be a good business for us. But it's not uh, we have several trailer lines and some different things we're dealers for. And, you know, it's not just signing the contract and get me some inventory and I'll sell it. The, right. Uh, there's a lot more goes into a, a full fledged OEM line like a Bobcat dealership. Yeah. Uh, and then, and it's been a, it's been a good fit. Austin seems to like that side of things and it's, it's been a good fit for him. Yeah. And so, you know, what's it mean working as a, as the middle generation, you know, you got your dad probably, uh, you know, every couple hours stopping by to say hi and probably Austin's texting you or, or Facebook and you or something looking for advice on something. You're, yeah. you're probably the guy in the middle, right? We're, yeah. We're fortunate in our operation. We've got enough going on that, uh, we don't cross each other's paths too awful much. You know, we, we, um, uh, we converse a lot. We talk a lot about different things, but we all have enough responsibility that we're, we're not trying to overmanage one another, that type of thing. And that seems to help a, a lot with getting along on things. And, and, you know, dealing with your family doesn't make any difference who owns what when right. dad's always the boss. So it doesn't matter when yeah. my, when my dad says we need to do it a certain way, that's probably the way we're going to do it. Right. He's, he's got a lot more experience than I've got. So, um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, I can see, uh, you know, at my age now, when I was back, when I was Austin's age, there was a lot of things that I didn't understand that I thought we did that we shouldn't be doing. And now that I'm, uh, at the age my dad would have been then, why yeah. I understand that a whole lot better. It's, it's right. looking through a different set of eyes for sure. Absolutely. And, and you might've made changes that your, your dad is kind of scratching his head and Austin Absolutely. scratching his head and they're kind of sitting there. They might be sitting there saying, what's going on with Greg lately? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's, that's part of a family dynamic. And that's also part of, you know, having to get together for Christmas or Thanksgiving and have yeah. those suppers as a family and then be able to come to the, to the office. And, the next and day you right? have to let, you know, uh, I was fortunate enough that dad let me make a lot of decisions on my own and I have to be the same way with Austin. They, yeah. That's the only way you can learn. You know, right. you have to, sometimes you make mistakes. You don't want to make too big of mistakes, but, yeah. uh, you know, in, in those mistakes is where you really learn and grow from those things. So, uh, you have to have a mind of your own, but right. you got to be smart enough to listen to, to other people around you as well. Yeah. And, and I think any businessman, whether it's in the agriculture industry or not, anyone that's not willing to learn probably isn't going to be very successful in the near future, right? Sure. So that's awesome. But um, the farming aspect of it all is a, it's a pretty good operation, size operation, just outside of Washington, Indiana. Um, and you kind of, from from the knowledge I've gained here, um, you might be kind of the one that spearheads it, right? I don't. Uh, yeah, we, um, you know, farming's obviously in dad's blood. I yeah. mean, we, we're going to farm uh, until whatever happens, I guess. But I, uh, when I was back younger uh, in in my early twenties, you know, I was more probably dedicated into the trucking business. And, uh, when you, when you deal with a business every day that you see profit, then you deal with the farm side of things. And at a young age, you don't always understand the long picture sometimes. So, uh, me and farming didn't get along very good for a little while. And, And as I've gotten older, I've, I've come back to where I really enjoy it. You know, I like, 
like to buy land if I can and improve land and that sort of thing. And, right. and I've got to where I really enjoy the farm side of, of things a lot better. And, um, you know, dad's obviously a little older now and he, he doesn't want to push it quite as hard as he used to. So, yeah. uh, he shouldn't have to, you know, he's yeah. worked his tail off where he shouldn't have to do that. So, so I try to manage the help the best that I can and, and get everything in the ground and, uh, and do a good job at it when we're doing it. Right. And, and the motto on the, on the, on the, on the farm is when it's time to farm, we farm. And when we, when we don't, we don't, right? Yeah. When we, when we, with all the other businesses we have going on, it, it, it makes it a really be- a good benefit because you have labor available if you have to. So, but it's pulling away from those other businesses when you do that. So yeah, our motto with the farm is, is, is we don't want to go too soon, but when it's ready, we go hard and we push hard because not only we think timing is, is really crucial in yield and it, and it generally nine times out of 10 early crops are better than late or they are in our area. Uh, so we, we obviously want to raise the most bushels we can. So timing is very important, but it also allows us to get those people, uh, maybe that we're robbing from another business back doing their normal day to day thing and, right. uh, back to those companies being profitable. So how, how has Precision Egg helped in that? You know, obviously with all the different assets that Precision Egg brings, having that in your back pocket to make your farm more efficient is, is certainly got to see the, the ROI in that. There's, there's a lot of little things that, that, I use, I guess, that I don't even think about being precision ag, but it really is. You know, we've got to where anymore, um, I write a prescription for every field for anhydrous application, yeah. for example. And a lot of those, a lot of those prescriptions I write are flat rate for the entire field. Yeah. But the only reason I do that is, is I feel like if I got a guy that I've got running that piece of equipment that maybe is familiar with the equipment, but isn't familiar with the farm and, he doesn't have a, a prescription in there to know what rate to put on. Yeah. You know, I take that risk of him, of him punching the wrong thing in the monitor where if I write a script for it, even if it's a flat rate, he's got the right, uh, we're getting the right application right. put on, uh, you know, those things. And then, you know, he's all the way back to simple as, as guidance control, you yeah. know, with the, with auto steer and it's, it's so much, uh, it doesn't wear you out near as bad planting corn with auto steers and then trying to plant straight rows right. all day. And, yeah. you know, just little things like that. That's, that's, you don't even think of anymore, but yeah. it's a huge, you know, huge impact. And, uh, you know, with the, with these corn planters and the way they work today with, with seed placement and, uh, there's just so many, so many things that it's very expensive, whether you get a return on it or not, it's yeah. fairly hard to figure. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, we're, we're after, at the end of the day, you're after as much, as much money as you can make. But in our operation, you got to produce the most grain you can possibly produce. And, uh, and, and it seems like you have to have those things to do. Absolutely. And, and hopefully it is making it a little bit more efficient, but ROI is, is certainly there. And the statistics would show that it's there, but you also always quite often hear that it's very hard to see, right? Very you know, you see it at the end of the year, you, you can see where it's coming and that ROI is come from or, or maybe sometimes the ROI is actually coming in the form of saving money, right? If you're, sure. if you're using perfect seed placement, you don't have to have that extra couple hundred bushels of seed ready to go, right? So you might be saving money, not actually returning on investment, but it is hard to see and you just got to find it because it is certainly there and, yeah. and we all know that, right? Yeah, it's definitely made things more efficient and the amount of fertilizer you use and in uh, chemicals and the placements of things and it's just, uh, 
So, you know, Boyd and Sons has certainly afforded you quite a few opportunities and, and you've been able to see a lot of different things and, and be involved in a lot of things. But one of the things that's obviously most interesting for probably the people that um, are listening to us here today would be your involvement in Green Streak uh, sure. and, and the tractor pulling side of things. And that's got to be just a fun little, you know, weekend hobby, as, as, as I think you called it this afternoon, right? Yeah, it is. It's uh you know, it's, it's a lot more work than a lot of people realize. Absolutely. Uh, it, if you want to, uh, run at the top level and, and that's where we like to be, we're competitive. So we like to try to run at the top level. And, uh, most of the guys that we run with are the same way, which is what makes it fun to do. And, um, yeah, it takes, it takes a lot of, uh, a lot of time, a lot of money to make the thing work, but, um, it's also something we do together. You know, dad, dad goes, Austin goes, and yeah. a lot of our family will go to, to most of the events and, um, it has grown quite a bit and I think it's, uh, we've gotten some exposure probably out of tractor pulling that we wouldn't have got other ways that maybe opened the door to get us into some other opportunities. And, right. um, you know, it's, uh, uh, when you search for an ROI, there's not much of an ROI on tractor pulling, but right. at the same time, there's, there's probably, we've gained some opportunities that we would have never gotten without being involved with tractor pull. Right. And, but just even from a, a personal standpoint of a, probably no better way to spend a Friday evening in your books and being at a, at an event somewhere and yeah. getting ready to go. We have a lot of fun with it. It's uh, you know, it's a, the hard part is, is whenever you, in my case right now, I'm, I'm probably at the toughest standpoint for tractor pulling as right. I've ever been because I have uh, younger kids that are doing different things also. And right. uh, so you, you know, you try to try to make that work and, and be at those events that you can and, and skip out on the tractor pulling if you need to or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, when, when I'm there, I really enjoy it. It's, you meet a lot of really good people, um, that are in similar industries that we're in, uh, whether it be, you know, other, other trucking companies or, or we've got some really good friends that are in the, uh, in the lumber industry, right. you know, and got thousands of acres of trees out there and, right. and, and I've got some friends we pull with that are in the dairy industry. So to learn a technology that goes on with milk and cows today is yeah. unbelievable. And, you know, I wouldn't learn that stuff if I didn't have a little time to spend with those guys. Right. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's, it's afforded us to learn, uh, some new things and, and to meet some really, really good people. Yeah. And, and do you get to spend as much time out throughout the week in the performance shop as you'd like or? Well, no, not really. I, I mean, I enjoy being over there, but, but for me on a day to day basis, when we're pulling way, when I get home from a tractor pull, then I'm busy catching up on work and that sort of thing. And, and I kind of turn my head to what's going on there. And yeah. I've got some really good help over there. So we have some really good employees that, that help us with that aspect and they get things ready to go and fix them. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll check in with them here and there and see what they're doing. But, uh, I'm I'm off the tractor pulling deal all week until it's just about time to go, and then I'm back on. You know, I'm trying yeah. to. I always like they all laugh about it, but I'm always telling them I'm too busy trying to pay for it. Why? Yeah. The rest of us trying to be spending it. So yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's it works out well. We've got a great team. Perfect. And I guess there's a couple of questions about the whole working with the generations, right? And what's it mean to, to work for your dad for in the company for as long as you have and, and still have him around giving you advice, I'm sure. And, and now allowing him to see his grandson get into the company. What's that mean? Yeah, it's, it's not working with family is not always the easiest thing in the world, right. uh, but it's, uh, it's been good for us. I mean, we, we have, I learn stuff all the time, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm constantly asking about, 
you know, marketing grain is a big thing right now going on. These markets have been crazy. And, right. and uh, you know, just uh, to learn some things that he's learned over the years and be able to go to him and say, hey, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And um, and then, you know, Austin being able to pick that up and, and learn at a, at a young age is, is important. And yeah. then, you know, with Austin coming out of Purdue University, a recent graduate, there's some a lot of new things that, that he's seen and uh, uh, contacts that he's made, you know, throughout the throughout Purdue that that should be helpful to us for a long time, you know. And um, you can't just be uh, it can't be all my way or or his way or dad's way, you know. You have to put all those things together and try to make the best best yeah. for, for everything. And on a on a Friday night when the when it comes down that maybe your dad is is in one of the big. Uh, pulls and, and Austin's in a big pull that uh, he told me earlier today that that's you're in your happy spot you don't need to be sitting in the tractor you can you're more than happy just supporting yeah, watching your dad and your son race we've uh, you know what we've we've pulled now for gosh I don't know 20 years or, or so and and I've been fortunate enough that uh, not to sound bad or to brag but I've been fortunate enough to win just about everything you can win right and uh um you know, to me, I, I enjoy driving. I like to drive. Don't get me wrong. I, I do. But at the same time, I get just as much enjoyment out of helping those guys as I do, right. as I do around it myself. And, and they do a good job. I mean, they've, 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 Austin's come along really nicely. Um, you know, my dad, he's, he's won a lot of championships and, and different things throughout pulling and, and, uh, Austin's getting his, his fair share of wins recently. And in the last couple of years, he's really got involved with it and he seems to be pretty natural with it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm fine whether I drive or whether I help. It doesn't matter to me either one. And I asked, uh, you know, in chatting with Austin a little bit earlier today, you know, we kind of discussed, like, how do you get better at this craft? And, you know, motorsports in general, I don't think is something that you can just go out and, and do every single night after work right. or, you right. know, going through high school. I don't think Austin was running home to, to get on the truck. No, you're on the tractor rather and, and still go do some pulls. Right. So, yeah, there's generally no practice runs. I mean, you, when you go to an event, you know, we're, getting ready to go to Benson, North Carolina here uh, in a few weeks, 700 and some miles down there. And there's no, uh, there's no preliminaries. There's no practice runs. You, you make your hook Friday night, you'll make your hook Saturday night and you'll drive back home. Right. And, um, you know, the thing that's benefited us about uh, out of that a lot or what's benefited us a lot is, is uh, video. And, you know, my, my mother videos every pull. So I don't think she's ever missed a tractor pull. And, right. uh, and we come home, we watch a lot of that stuff. And you can, you know, it's like anything else. If you, if you watch it and study it, you, you learn what you did wrong yeah. pretty quick. And, um, it makes a lot of difference. Yeah. Knowing, you know, I guess knowing the track and understanding sure, sure. all that and all the factors that go into what's happening on that day. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like anything else. You can't, you know, you, you've got to have, you want to have the, the best equipment to compete. Uh, and you, and you want to have all the horsepower in the world you can get, but that's still not going to make you win. You got to know how to use it. Right. And, uh, um, the, the great thing about the organizations that we run with and the competitors we run with is those guys are all on the same level as we are. I mean, it's, it's, they, they study it, they're good at it. Right. And, uh, you mess up just the least little bit and they're going to beat you. Right. But, but that's the competitive nature that, that makes it enjoyable. You know, if you want one all the time, it, you know, you get tired of that too. I mean, we all like to win, but it's still, 
you like to have good competition and, and we sure have that with the people we work with. Yeah, that's awesome. And I guess just in general, you can, you can just definitely see that the, the attitude around Boyd and Sons is, is pretty positive and, and everybody looks as though they are, you know, excited to be here and they're excited about all the things that are going on. But, you know, from, from Steve, your dad down to yourself and now Austin, your son, you can certainly see how proud you guys are of, of what's here and, and what you guys all stand for and what you do. And I uh, just thank you a lot for the opportunity to, to come in and catch up with you guys and see how see how you're making out over here it's been a lot of fun yeah appreciate you guys coming and uh, happy to do it awesome well thanks again greg and uh, thank you for tuning in to talk con talks agriculture